Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're going to get into something very powerful. We're going to talk about the power of persuasion. The power of persuasion. Have you ever, y- y'all been to Costco or Sam's? Um, how about the mall? Yeah, anybody have not been to a mall? Everybody's been to the mall, right? You ever notice that in those time, in the Costco or Sam's, they like to give away free food? What about in the malls? Don't they like to give you free makeup jobs? You know, they want to, they want to, here, let, let, let's put some makeup on you. Power of persuasion. If you've done any type of commission job, anybody worked any type of commission sales job? Okay, in commission, uh, you learn certain principles because human nature is important to understand when it comes to commission. Otherwise, you're not going to make any money. It's a fact. I mean, that's why they literally spend, they'll spend billions of dollars figuring out. That, people understand this. There is nothing on TV that they didn't spend hundreds of millions of dollars to influence you. Nothing. Cartoons, it doesn't matter. Every single thing has a purpose to make money. They're not doing it because, you know, we love you guys so much. We want you to have a special time today. There's nothing created for the purpose of it being free because we're just nice. We're going to make the newest Marvel movie and it'll be free because we're nice. We love you. We care about you. Is that going to happen? No. So everything has this string attached. And when it comes to human nature, it's something you need to understand because a lot of you are, you know, you get, you go in with the mindset of, you know, it's like going to Vegas. So I'll win and you lose and you come back talking about how much you want. It's amazing how much you win, but can't pay for lunch. Yeah, let's go that way. In other words, you know, you're a liar. It's the human nature to want everybody to assume you are a winner, but actually you lost. And nobody wants to be seen as, as losing. So there are specific things that we do or commission people do for the sake of getting you committed because it's human nature. It's human nature to be liked. You know what you're taught? First and foremost, like, um, uh, what are those... Uh, like Mary Kay, Avon, um, those different type, you know, those type of companies. First thing they teach you is invite your friends. Yeah. Right away, invite your friends, invite your friends. You know why? Because friends are going to buy that crap. I mean, that stuff. Because they're your friends. There's a relationship. They like you. You like them. And they don't want to be, listen, you might be the strong one because, but the other gals in the group, or guys, whatever, I don't know about that, but they, they went, okay, I'll buy, and now you're sitting there, another, one of the friends, and you're like going, I don't want this junk, but you're going to buy. You are going to buy because you don't want to be left, you don't want to be seeing the friend that doesn't want to support the other friend. <laughs> Am I telling the truth or not? All right. So, so you go to Costco, well, you think they just want to feed everybody? No, there are people literally there. They will feel guilty if they don't buy the box because they're eating. They're going and, and they got all the boxes there and you're eating it. And they're, you know, they're wanting you to, isn't this good? Well, you're saying it's good. Then pick one up and buy it. Persuasion. They're not doing it because Costco and Sam's care about your hunger needs while you're shopping. 
could care less. They want to persuade you to purchase. When you didn't go in for that, but man, you put that in your mouth, you ate it, and everybody's standing around, and you're going, oh, this is so good. And even they're looking at you going, well, buy it then. It's just that pressure, the pressure, the pressure to be liked, the, the, the pressure of not to be wanting to be seen wishy-washy. And that's why they want to put, they want to put makeup on you. They want to make your face up because they know that you are looking at them, spend time and money on you, their product. And they know the pressure is on you now to do something about it because I'm giving you this free. No, you're not, but that's what they want you to believe. I'm giving, I'm spending my time on you. I'm, I'm showing you how much product I can give you and free and it looks so good. I'm giving, I'm giving. Now, what should you be doing? Give back. Are you guys hearing me? So we're going to look at three keys of being a top commission salesperson. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to look at the scripture and we're going to realize that there are, an, there's another viewpoint of persuasion. I'm not, I'm, listen, this is not my subject as far as what I just talked about. It's just something that I wanted you to realize that there is this power that takes place in people's lives that influence them. Everybody in here, everybody in here, everybody in here, I don't care who you are, you've been influenced through persuasion. You understand that? Everybody. I just heard a guy in his mind going, yep, that's why I got married. You know, I didn't plan. No. <laughs> Persuasion. Definition. Opin opinion held with complete assurance. Being persuaded. Persuaded to cause someone, to cause someone, to cause someone to accept a point of view or to undertake a course of action by means of argument, reasoning, or urgent appeal. To be persuaded, a course of action by means of argument, reasoning, or urgent appeal. That's the process of what happens to be persuaded. What I want to do is I want to look at persuasion scripturally in your life. And I want you to see the power, the supernatural power of persuasion. Does anybody want to listen to this message? All right. We're going to look at the Apostle Paul because he's always good to look at. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Paul's writing Timothy because Timothy's having some issues. Everybody know there's a 1 Timothy because I'm reading 2 Timothy, right? Y'all Bible scholars. Second Timothy, well, of course, there's got to be a first Timothy. First Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy and he's, and he's bringing instruction and all the necessary things that he needs to be a good pastor over the church at Ephesus. Timothy is a son in the faith. Paul has, has been connected with him as a young child. He's connected with his mom and his grandma which is very interesting to, to see as far as scripturally because Paul references his grandma as genuine in the faith. He references his mom the same way and he says, Timothy, I believe it's also in you. So he sees this family, but notice there's no male or dad name. 
Now, I've taught this years ago, and I want you to understand something, single moms, that yes, you can be a major influence in your child's ability to serve God. Now, it is not simple, and statistically, it's completely against you. But if you can get hold of Scripture and recognize what the Bible teaches, I believe that you can, by the grace of God, have the ability to do what should have been done in a team. Now, I'm not blaming you or blaming anyone about you not being married now, divorced, separated, whatever the case may be. That's not the point. If you have a child, you have a responsibility to raise that child. And of course, Scripture shows us the power position of a family, the power position of a husband and wife. But there are some cases, sometimes, thank God, 2,000 years ago, we have this picture because today it's almost the majority of how kids are being raised. And so what I need you to understand, there are times when you go through things that you might not necessarily plan. You didn't want it to happen. No one goes into the marriage saying, I can't wait because a few years we'll get divorced. No one does that. But it happens, doesn't it? It certainly does. But the tendency is to believe is now you don't have the ability to do what you could have done if you had that marriage intact. Now, I'm not making light of or even establishing that, that marriage is least powerful or equal. It's not. It's more powerful husband and wife team. But there are times when God's grace, his ability to empower someone that makes a decision, say, I'm single and my child needs to serve Jesus. And you can, you can get that word and recognize your responsibility and power in by that word and have success just like Timothy with Paul. It started with his grandma and, his, and it finished with his mom and Paul now is his spiritual papa. And that's a powerful position. For this reason, I also suffered these things. And, and the word suffer is, is a, a Greek word that is intense, suffering. It's used, yeah, you know the title, Passion of Christ? That passion actually is the word suffer. And in Acts, it talks about, and, and because after his risen, he was risen again because of his passion of what he went through. In other words, the suffering he went through. But according to Jesus, or the word of God about Jesus, it was his passion to fulfill the will of God. Can you imagine, I have a passion to go to the cross? That's like, you kidding me? I mean, some of you, you know, you, you, you want to not have a passion of, of not being invited to lunch. And we get all, oh my gosh. God's trying to get us to understand something very powerful here. And he starts off by Paul saying, listen, I've gone through some suffering. Now, you might be thinking, why is he talking to Timothy this way? Because Timothy is suffering right now. He's going through some hard times, difficult times in his walk, and Paul wants to help him. You know, what's interesting is if you read 1 Timothy, the last chapter, last verse, Paul literally says this, Timothy 
Be careful, man. Be aware of false teachers. Be aware of manipulators in church. Be aware. And he goes through this whole thing, and then he ends. 1 Timothy. 2 Timothy, sad to say, is approximately three years later, Paul's in prison where he's going to die. And he's dealing with his spiritual son that's going through some tough times. You know what the tough times he's going through? Everything that Paul said, don't let it happen. And now Timothy has allowed these things to influence him to where he has stomach problems. How many know if you carry stress, anxiety for a long time, you're going to have stomach problems? Ulcers. You know what I'm talking about? Of course you don't. None of you have any problems in life. You got a tough crowd today. So what happens is, is Paul's writing Timothy because Tim, God, Paul's got wind of either through Timothy or one of the leaders of Timothy, someone's telling on Timothy. This is what's happened. And Paul's in Rome. He's in prison. And so he starts writing Timothy. And this is what we're, we're getting to because Paul's communicating to Timothy. He goes through the thing. Listen, Timothy, you, you've got faith. It's genuine, genuine faith. And that means that, that it's not this the religious faith or this fake faith. It's real faith. You have confident expectation of God's word working in you. You believe his word. You believe what I've taught you. you it's genuine faith, Timothy. Why is he saying that? Because he's questioning it. He's questioning it. He's questioning his position as a pastor. He's the authority in the church at Ephesus, the, the best church in, in that area in Asia. It's, it's a, the, the most impacting church. But it's also a church filled with these wise, older men than Timothy. And he's being influenced by these guys because they're looking at him and saying, hey, kid, you, you can't act like you know more than us. We're older and wiser. And Timothy's getting sucked into this. Paul is in prison, so some of these leaders are going, well, if Paul was teaching what he's teaching and in a correct way, why is he in jail? They start attacking Paul because he's in prison. Paul's like going, you know why I'm in prison? Because I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called to be a teacher. I'm called to be an apostle. He didn't lay it on anything other than I'm called and I'm fulfilling my ministry and the devil can't stand it. The religion can't stand it. And that's why he's being attacked. And the only reason why he's attacked, and Timothy, he's wimping out. He's literally, in his faith, fading away. And Paul talks about that. Fading away in faith. Now, this is so important to see because we're reading about Pastor Tim of the, And he's going through a tough time. But what you won't see in here is Paul just going on just an attack on this kid. I mean, your spiritual dad, what's wrong with you, loser? You forget everything I taught you. you you're, this is ridiculous. You don't deserve to be. And he doesn't do any of that. 
He even says, I know your tears. So they've been telling him that Timmy's been crying. I mean, think about it. Timothy has been backstabbed by leadership in his church. People are trying to manipulate him because he's, he's whipped down on his authority. So now he's in a position of weakness because now they're trying to dictate to him. He says, well, God told me. And then everybody starts going, no, 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 no. And he backs away. Not a strong place to be in. And so here he is in this place where he's hurting. He's hurting bad. But you ever, this is good. I just got this right now. You ever thought about when you're going through hell, you're going through tough times, you look at it as if no one's gone through nothing as bad as I've gone through. You know who he's writing to? He's writing to Paul in prison about ready to be killed. Paul, you don't know what I'm going through. It's so tough. And Paul's like going, dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I've been through it. I've been there, done that, and add a hundred more times, Timmy. But he goes on, and he starts talking to him, and he says, listen, Timothy, I'm going to help you. And he writes this letter, and this is the letter that we can read and get some truth out of that can help us through times when we think that there's no way out. Remember, he's in a position of leadership, a powerful position. People's lives are being changed because of young Timothy. Now, at this writing, he's probably in his, in his, in his 30s, I would say. I mean, when you look at the time frame, Paul got him when he was young, and then you got 14 years here and there. And so you've got this time frame. But as far as what they're looking at, he's a young, he, he's young, he's young. It, he's young, young. I, got, I think rabbi started at 30, starts. So you're not a, a seasoned veteran, you're a beginner. Now, so here we have this picture where Timothy is going through, I mean, the ropes, He's miserable. He's even questioning his faith now. That's why Paul said, you got genuine faith. He also told him, stir the gift up, stir it up, stir it up. How do you do that? Fan the flame that's in you. And what he's saying is, is inside of you, there's an ability to start burning again. Notice he doesn't say, run to a pastor so you can get stirred up. Run to a leader so you can get stirred up. This is, this is why religion is so whacked. They believe it's up to, up to the worship, up to the teaching. Up. No, it ain't. It's up to you. It's 100% up to you. My thing is, it's, you got to rise up. Rise up and allow this word and the authority of this gift right here, standing right here, to help you be strong and successful. Because that's all I want. I want it so much. I want all of you going out Monday and, and, and powering over, powering through the world, being relentless, winning in life, winning in your relationships, in your marriages, in raising your kids, winning in your jobs, getting promotions, owning companies. I'm believing the big stuff for you. And why? Because you represent my king, my Lord, who is yours. And we need to represent him good, represent him right. And religion don't represent God at all. But abundant life does. Abundant life does. Anything that's good on me, anything that's successful in my life, I cannot take credit. No way. 
All credit goes to my Lord. All credit. You can pat me on the back. You can go hip, hip or all you want. But I know, I know why I'm where I'm at or why this happened or why this is successful. I know why. Because of my Lord. Amen. And I don't, listen, I don't make it light of being empowered by him. I don't make light of my position of walking in this authority. But it's all because of him. Do you see? Do you see? Do you hear? All right. So he said, I suffer these things. I've been through them. But nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. This is what I love because nevertheless means I'm going to go contrary. I'm going to go complete opposite of what you're bringing to me. In other words, Timothy, this is how you're reacting. You're falling away. You're fearful. You're crying. You're emotionally in trauma. You're hurt. He never at one time goes, poor baby. Timmy, Timmy. It'll be okay. No. He's going into the word of God to impact his life. And we're going to be impacted right now. Amen. We are going to get impacted. He said, nevertheless, I was attacked, but I did not fall. That's what that Greek word. You're, you're attacked. You're falling. I'm attacked. I didn't fall. And Paul talks about his attacks. I've been shipwrecked. I've been beaten. I've been stoned. Why do he say I'm not ashamed? Because this is what's happening. Shame has, is affecting him. He's been influenced, influenced by all these other people. And they're going, why would you be this way? How can you do this way? Why don't you do it this way? You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And Timmy's like going, I should I? What, what should I be doing? How come should I do it? And he's starting to feel Shame. Shame. He says, nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. How is he opposite from Timothy, his problems, his issues, and Paul went through the same thing. How? And he's going to explain how. And this is what I want to know. See, this is what the word of God can do for you. It's going to give you answers. This is how you level up in life. You get this word and you see it correctly. Not as this Bible scripture, not as we're reading the Bible. Let's, let's go through the Bible. It's not, it's not even what, what the word was written for. It's written to transform and change your life. It's written, if, you're, if you're not married, it's written for you to, to one day be married rightly. If, if, if you're living single, it's written so you can be empowered single. If you're newly married, it's written for you to have success for a long marriage. If you've been married long, it's been written to good for you. If, <laughs> but but what all I'm saying is, is this is for your success in life for Monday. For Monday. Say Monday. Monday. All right. So he says this. Here's how you live opposite. We're going to continue with verse 12. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know. Everybody say, I know. Say, I know. Okay. He says, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded. He goes, I know. I do. There's different words for no. 
And you've heard me talk about different Greek words for know, but I do is something interesting because it literally means knowledge through experience. Knowledge through experience. So this, this word is, Paul's going, dude, I've been, I'm experienced in this. This isn't something that I've heard about. I've, I, I'm, I'm learning the process of. I'm just starting a class on. This is Paul going, I've gone through this whole thing. I understand. I have experience in it. I like to peop, talk to experienced people when I'm trying to find out something. You know what most this culture does? You don't look for experience. You look for anything. They can say 20 ways to be successful on YouTube, Instagram, whatever. And whatever's the first one pops up, you're sitting there listening to it and taking information from the person. That's not how you get successful information. You get it from blood, sweat, and tears. You get it from people that have done it, that have gone through life. And they can help you so much more than copy and paste from YouTube. Because there's nothing anointing from that. There's no, there's no gift in that. Anybody can memorize something. It's ability to produce life. That's the only thing that's going to impact you. It's the only thing. And that's why we gather. That's why we come together. That's why Jesus, when he, when he communicated, listen how he communicates. He just talks life. He talks story. That's what makes an impact in your life. He never had to go, let me give you 10 points and a conclusion. Never. Nowhere in the Bible you'll see that. That's for Bible school to mess you up. Let's keep greeting. He says what? Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know, I have experienced, whom, has meaning the one, whom, the one, I have believed. We already know believe is pistis, pistulio. It's a word where you have confident expectation. So he says, I have this experience in the one I have confident expectation in. Are you guys with me? I have confident expectation, and because of that confident expectation, I put my full trust in the one. I am persuaded. Come on, somebody. I am persuaded. What? Because I went to Costco and I am persuade. I am persuaded. Persuaded to cause someone to accept a point of view or to undertake a course of action by means of argument, reasoning, or urgent appeal. But I am persuaded. Everybody say, I'm persuaded. persuaded. Who be persuading him? Because according to what my scripture says, everybody has ran from me. I'm alone now. No one's with me. I don't have a cheering, I don't have a cheering squad anymore. I don't have all, my church, the churches, I, I've started Ephesus Church. I started Galatia Church. I started Church in Colossae. I started all these churches and all these leadership. No one's around. No one's here. Why? Because they're all ashamed. They're all, I want to be tied to Paul. If I get tied to Paul, they're going to they're kill me. If I take that step over, I'll be seen as a radical, as a relentless one. 
You don't understand. It's, it's when you get over here is when you become free. You don't cross that line. You'll never be free. You'll be religious. You'll never be free. It's time to cross the line into the abundant life. Not, not Bible goofiness, but truth. I wish I could take this stuff and just cram it in your head. And we all go home. Y'all got it. We don't spend time. Let's just get it in there. Line up. Ready? Wouldn't that be cool? And then you walk out going, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. Why, God? It'd be so cool. All right. So he goes, I believe, I have believed and am persuaded. The word pitho. Pitho means talking one person from one position into another. You're swaying someone's position. Let me ask you something. Tough times, rough times, difficult times. Does it talk to you? Does your conscience, does your emotions talk to you? Yes, it certainly does. It talks to you. Your life is in constant communication. You are constantly communicating to yourself. Now, you might, be, you might not be speaking it out a lot. There are some people that do. Moving right along. I am persuaded. Now, I want us to stop there. I want us to pay attention because he's by himself. See, this is the key. We already know psychology. We understand human psyche has the ability to be influenced by persuasion. It's a fact. Like I said, I don't care who you are. Y'all been persuaded already. What you're wearing, you're persuaded. You were persuaded by something. I see it all the time in, in my life in the power of persuasion. Not being persuaded, not end result, but the power of persuasion. I see it in operation. When you have knowledge of how it's being given out, you have power. I, I am in control when I go purchase something. 100%. There was a time, no way in the world. They owned me. If I could only pay $300 a month, I'd leave $600 a month. They own me. But there came a time when I got the information and knowledge to be able to be in the power seat. Why? I couldn't realize it's my money. It's not their money. It's my name on my bank account, not their name. They're not, you know, I'm not waking up and going, what should I do today? So why would I give them power over my life? I wouldn't. So everything I do, it takes time for me to do it, but I research constantly, and I know the ins and outs of how people do what they do. There might be a few areas that are new that I'm not aware of, but hey, there's a basic of influence and persuasion. But Paul persuaded himself. He said, I'm persuaded. By who? By himself. See, psychology and the world system, you know what it's called? Self-talk. You ever heard of self-talk? Let me, let me read something to you. I find this fascinating. I already knew this about it just because I've been talking about the power of your words and how you believe. But listen to this. This is very interesting. This is what 
uh, we're not talking about Christianity. Let's put aside the Bible stuff right now. This is normal everyday life of what being a positive self-talker over you will do. This is proof. Proof. Ready? Increases longevity. This is proof. Your lifespan grows. Lowers the rate of depression. Reduces pain. Less stress and anxiety. Better immune response and protection from illness. Reduced risk of death from infections. Better mood and psychological well-being. Better cardiovascular health and reduced risk of death from cardiovascular disease and stroke. Self-talk's building your heart up. Serious. Reduce risk of death from cancer. Better coping skills, less stress in challenging situations. Those are some of the major benefits of you just being kind in how you talk to yourself. You just being able to speak to yourself and say, you know what, I might have blew it, but I'm going to be the best dad. I might have blew it, I'm going to be the best husband. I might have blew it, I'm going to be the best wife. I might have blew it, but I'm going to be this. I'm going to continue to press on. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to. I'm going to keep. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. By you doing that, this isn't goofiness. This is facts, people. This is what it'll do for your life. You'll be more healthier. So that's all on this side that's going, it's going to happen. You'll live longer. Listen to the end result of this. Research can't identify why it's so powerful. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? They can't, they don't know how, they don't have a string to go, this is why. Because this is how God created us. The ability to communicate and communicate health into our lives. People make fun of this and joke about it, especially non-believers. They, 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 they blow this stuff out of the water, but they don't even understand. It's their scientific buddies that already proven this stuff. It's science. You know, say that and it's truth. Remember when science was not all truth, it was hypothesis. But now if you say science, it's fact. How, where did that come from? Ignorance, stupid people. But we ain't stupid, are we? You guys are making it very difficult for me. <laughs> I'm very, very difficult. I don't know how to go on after that. I don't even want to ask the question again. I might be challenged. No, I'm pretty stupid. Please, guys, please. Paul tapped into the word. Remember Paul says this? You might not remember, but this Paul said. Paul said, I know the word. I was raised in this. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. I know this stuff. I excelled to the highest level of my Bible college. I was number one student. Paul's saying, I was brought up understanding this word. And the thing is, is he was factual in that statement of saying, 
I'm sold out to this God. I'm sold out to God. The problem is, is he didn't understand the God was Jesus. So he believed that that was an attack on God because that's what religion does. It attacks the wisdom of God. In other words, the, the, the action of God. It'll attack it every time. But Paul understood the word. He understood Psalms. He understood Proverbs. And so he saw in Proverbs, Psalms 27, 13, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. So Paul knows this. Paul knows Psalms 31, 14, but as for me, I trust you. I say you are my God. Psalm 35, 27, let them shout and shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let them say what? Continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Yet scripture after scripture is the word is saying, say it, say it, say it. Not read, memorize it, say it. Believe it, say it, say it, say it. So by speaking this, saying it, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Praise the Lord. That's a song. Psalms 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. I make a choice to rejoice. So Paul knows this. You don't think Timothy does? Paul said, Timothy, you know the scriptures. What scripture was he He's talking about the Old Testament. Scripture wasn't written. New Testament, right? You understand that? So when they say scriptures, they're never talking about, oh yeah, Colossians, Corinthians. They weren't even there. These are years, hundreds of years later. But the letter, one letter is there. Timothy's reading a letter right now. They don't know, hey, this is going to be in the Holy Bible. Do you guys even think about this stuff? Please start thinking about it. That even makes it even greater. Can you imagine a letter was written to you, you know, 20 years ago? Where's it at? Do you know? Oh, she's going, I'm not even 20 years old. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? In other words, these letters that were written, they've lasted thousands of years. Because it's God. God breathed letters for us and them. Relevant words, relevant truths that right now for today, in the day we live in, what he wrote Timothy is, is for us too. Everybody in here, it's for you. You're going through difficulty. You're going through tough times and you're allowing the tough times to speak to you. You're allowing the rough times. Paul said, no, I persuade myself. Can you persuade yourself? But see, how do we do that? Well, see, Paul's going to answer that question. So the word of God is showing us these statements of speak this word. Speak your belief. Timothy, he's in Psalms 13 too. This is Timothy. How long shall I take counsel in my soul? How long Shall I take counsel in my soul? That word literally means, take means to ignore and to dismiss something and to put something else in its place. That's what Timothy's going through right now. Because Paul said, you are forgetting about the gift, 
by the way, he said this, it's scriptural, that I laid hands on you for you to get it. It had to be imparted. You don't just say, I got gift because I want it. It has to be imparted. So Paul imparts a gift and Paul tells Timothy, remember that. Remember, you know the scripture since you were young. He tells Timothy that, you know that. You have this lineage of a grandma and a mom that has genuine faith. You know that. So he's building him up. You know the word, you know the word. And this is a part of the word that says, don't listen to your emotions. They'll lead you astray. They will lead you astray. I don't feel love anymore. If we're operating in real love, it ain't by feelings. Most love that's operating, I won't say in here, but anyway, has strings attached. And the love with most relationships are, I scratch your back, you now to scratch my back. Agape love is, I scratch your back because I want to scratch your back and make you feel good. Feel good? Good. And that's all you ever needed. And you in here, right now, people are going, that is not right. That is not right. But see, that's why you have challenges in your relationship. I'm not making any, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. We're all trained this way. We're trained to have to have reciprocation. We're trained to, I did good for you, you did. It's psychology, remember? I put makeup on you, buy it now, right? Do you guys hear what I'm saying? So see, it's the same thing. So, but agape love, God's going, I love you. Oh, you hate me? Oh, you want to flip me off? Oh, you want to curse me? I love you. Oh, you want to attack me? You want to violently, aggressively go against me? I'm going to send my son to die for you. We're like going, what is this? It's true life is what it is. See, we think we will become a slave to people by being loving like God. But that is a lie. You become empowered to the highest level of empowerment operating in God's love. Because God's love is going to love. No one wakes up perfect every morning. Some of you, most of the mornings, you mean. That's why you got to marry someone that operates in God's love. And they're going to understand. I'm going to give you your two hours that you need. Because I love you. Most people are going, you don't change in a week, I'm out of here. No, I'm serious. This is how we, this, that's why the statements are. I don't feel love. I don't have that feeling no more. What feeling? Like that you love the pizza? Oh, it's, I, I love pizza. That you, you're treating a wife or a husband or a friend, a best friend, a parent based upon pizza love? Oh, it's good pizza. I just love that pizza. And next time you go there, it's nasty. You don't say you love that pizza no more. You're going, what's wrong with that stupid place? I ain't going to eat there ever again. You just said you loved it. That's why we don't understand the love. We don't understand love. 
God wants us to understand love. Why? Because we will be so much better off operating in it. But I, I'm, I'm please understand, that is a power position. It's not a weak position. I said it's not a weak position. It's a power position. The other love, phileo, is weak, very weak. And that's not the life you want. You don't want a life of manipulation. No one wants to live that life. There's no joy in it. There's no peace. There's no freedom in it. We want agape love. Agape love rules, amen? God's love, God's love. And it, it, it turns heads. It makes people freaky. How can you love? They're such screwed up. Because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Amen? Y'all with me? All right. So Timothy's all messed up. He's taking counsel from a soul. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And that's a fact. You can get up one morning and life's great. Get up the next morning and life's terrible. Just based upon if it's Monday or Friday. <laughs> you ever been there before? And then Wednesdays, you're like, hump day! You know, you're like going, oh man, Friday's coming because payday or something. And you're like going, man, it's going to be good that day. And then that day comes and check's gone. And you're like, well, how did it go so quick? Because you ain't looking at life right. Amen. So Timothy's went the opposite way. He's listening to himself. He's listening to opinions of people he ought not to be listening to. Talking to people. Listening to people you ought not to be listening to. I don't care if it's your mama. If they're talking things against what the word of God's saying. You don't have to listen. You can be polite, but you don't have to listen to that stuff. A wife, a husband, kids, whatever the case might be. If they're going contrary to scripture, you don't want that. You don't have a, uh, they don't have no position that demands you to have to submit to that. Now, there are some people they want to control. Some husbands, some wives. They literally want to control, and that control is by you being manipulated. That, you know, that's all demonic. We don't want the enemy in our lives at all. We want God in our lives where there's freedom and peace and truth and love and joy, peace. Amen? So Paul says you can't. Listen to yourself. You can't allow that. Listen, continue in the, uh, Psalms. This, this is what happens when you listen to yourself. Sorrow in your heart daily and your enemies exalted over you daily. That's the end result of that. You listen to yourself. You listen to your emotions. You are going to be ruled and reigned over in life. It's time not to be that person. Amen? Amen? It's time to be empowered. Empowered life. Successful life. Good life. Great marriages. Great parenting. Great, great, great. Amen? Yes. Proverbs 4, 4 says this. He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Now, Paul's instruction, he continues on to his son, Timothy. Verse 12 again, for this reason, I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know who am I believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep 
That word is a military word in the Greek that shows soldiers that are assigned to protect and watch over something with their life. So that word is powerful, isn't it? It's a military term. And it says that he is able to keep what I have committed. The word committed would be like depositing something in a bank. When you deposit money in the bank, you pretty much secure, right? Until, you know, you're carrying cash around, you're like, ah, depositing the bank, you're like going, ah. right? Isn't that true? Because you're depositing it in a safe, secure place. Well, that's what he's saying right here. He's saying, you're able to keep, protect militarily what I've committed to him until that day. In other words, he's saying, I gave Jesus my life. I have no fear. Man, that's why I want to be living at that level. I want to be in a position where there's no percentage of anxiety or fear or worry. That's what I strive for. Now, I'm doing my best to get there. I'm not all there yet. I'm just telling you the honest truth. But I would love, I want to be there. Now, I'm not, I'm not making statements that are not filled with faith. I'm telling you the facts, but I'm pressing toward that end result. I'm pressing toward it, and I want you to press toward it. I want you to keep changing. I want you to keep getting better. Be better, amen? Be better. But biblically, now Paul's saying, I persuaded myself. And what was that? God is good. I persuaded myself that I will say my deliverer is God. I will say I am healthy. I will say I am whole. I will say I will complete my task. I will say I will finish my race. And that's what Paul did. He finished his race. He says this. God is able to hold him fast. Now, I mean, to, to hold him to the commitment of the day. Verse 13. Hold fast. Echo. And that's the Greek word, literally means mentally grab hold of a truth. Hold fast, mentally grab hold of information. So it can't just float around. It's going to be something you mentally grab hold of. And then he says this, the pattern. The pattern is hypostasis, which literally means a sketch or a drawing. Why am I saying this? And why am I getting into this? Because I want to just thrill you with my Greek. No, I want you to see the scripture, the way the scripture was written and how they're hearing it, right? Them, they're hearing it correctly. We don't have a clue what this means. Now, if it was translated, if it was translated this way, grab hold of this mentally and make sure you sketch a pattern in your mind. Then you'd be going, oh, I get it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I just did for you. What did I do? I took that Greek language and translated it into common day language. Now what's happened? You got God's word correctly. Start sketching. Are you hurt? Are you broken? Are you, you need to start sketching a picture of a different life, of a different feeling. You got to see it. Amen? You guys hearing? So he says, Hold fast to the pattern of sound. Everybody say sound. Oh, this word. Oh, my gosh. When the, the literally meaning of this word is, is complete healing or process of being totally healed. 
which is amazing because it's saying sound word. And it's trying to show you that God's word is going to produce health, wholeness, deliverance, freedom. It's going to produce good for your life. That's why every good and perfect gift, when you bring context and bring everything together, you start seeing this thing light up. And you're like going, man, this Bible is filled with some good stuff. Because Paul's now showing me something. How do I overcome? I start seeing this word in the way I need to see it. That's why we have to understand it. And I start sketching this success in my mind. Sketching this, I'm going to be this, not that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, like I always say, you're already sketching. Everybody in here sketching some picture. And most of it's bad. And most of it's filled with fear. And most of it's filled with I never, I can't, I won't. And you're sketching that picture. And then you got God's word saying, you're overcomer. You're more than victorious. You can win. You can have success in life. You can be healed. You can walk in wholeness. You can be healed, delivered, set free. But see, we're not sketching that picture because we don't know the word. But here we do, amen? We know the word here. He says, I want you, Timothy, to hold fast that outline, that sketch pattern of sound, healthy, whole, good results, words, which you have heard from me. From who? Yeah. What, what, come on. Because, Timothy, you're born again. You listen to the Holy Spirit. He teaches you all. See how that, this, you can't find that kind of wacko stuff. We're trying to manipulate scripture and what it doesn't say. We're, natural principle is you have to be instructed and you have to be taught. I was instructed, I was taught. You have to be instructed, you have to be taught. And that's how life goes on. You want to have success, instruction and, and being taught. And right now I'm moving in a place where this is where the religious, they get, they get so mad. They don't like this at all because they want to manipulate scripture. God's word backs up everything I'm saying here. That's why Paul would make it, Theonustos, God breathe, mimic me as I mimic Christ. He didn't say skip me. And who told him to say that? God, the one that you believe is telling you something different. Don't be that way. Recognize truth and let truth, what Proverbs says, mold yourself to truth. Don't try to dictate truth to mold to you because you're going to ruin it. It'll be bad that, at that point. It won't work. And by doing this, Paul says this. He goes, listen to this. He goes, Timothy, sketch the pattern of the words which you've heard from me in faith, love, which are in Christ Jesus. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Faith goes what? Faith comes by. Or the Greek literally means that the ability for faith to create natural from, from supernatural is through God's word. Not my word, God's word. When you're able to take God's word, believe it, peace this, pistuio, confident expectation of that word, and stand on it, no matter what's out there, for we walk by faith, not by sight. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. In other words, this confidence, this sketch you have right here, it might not be manifesting right now, but if you stay in this belief, I promise you it will. It will happen. It will happen. And that's what I expect for everybody in there. Having a transformed life because of the power of persuasion. You're going to talk to yourself the right way. Amen? Father, we thank you for the word, the truth of the word of God, and we have great expectation for your word working in our lives. We only believe the best, and that is your word in our lives. We only believe the words of Jesus that say, I have come to give life and life more abundantly, and being obedient to his life and his word is going to give us, according to Jesus, when you hear my word and do it, you are going to be a wise person. So, Father, we thank you for the wisdom. We thank you for the instruction. And we are going to now make it our choice, our will, to follow through with it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, y'all. Love you guys. You're awesome. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.